Welcome to the Truthiverse. My name is Brendan D. Murphy. This is where we unleash truth and freedom with no holds barred, no fear, and no limits. Come and evolve beyond the matrix with me and thrive, not just survive. This is a realm of empowering, uncommon awareness. This is my Truthiverse. All right, welcome to Truthverse. I'm your host, Brendan D. Murphy, and this week I'm joined by Jason Christoph, who is a self-sabotage coach and pretty well-known uh, figure in the alternative health arena. Um, Jason, for, for my listeners or viewers who aren't super familiar with you yet, could you maybe give us a quick sort of rundown, maybe a bit of background, how you, where you've come from and what you do and you know how you ended up here in this weird world? Yeah, it was a bit of an odd transition, but uh, I'm from, well, I was born in Nova Scotia, which is an eastern coast province here in Canada. I moved to St. John's, Newfoundland for a good portion of my life, experienced some hard times there. It's a very hard province of Canada with a lot of alcoholism, tough climate, rocky outcropping on the the eastern coast of Canada. And then I moved to Ontario, sort of between uh, Montreal and Toronto. I went to McGill University and I think it was 1989. I graduated in 1994 with a, just a general arts degree in labor relations. But I opened, I was, I was always a fitness buff. I, I wasn't a health buff. I was addicted to my physical appearance like most uh, soulless, empty North American meatbags <laughs> like myself. I was definitely addicted to my appearance, but I always exercised. I didn't treat myself very well. Uh, outside the gym. And I probably didn't treat myself that well inside the gym, but all I knew was gyms. So I opened up my own gym right out of McGill University and was very successful right out of, right, you know, out of the gate. And what happened is that I discovered, I only discovered this later, Brett, is that I was carrying a lot of the self-loathing, self-hatred-based mind viruses that are inserted into us through uh, through movies and tv shows and uh it was almost like hypnosis and there's in a, hypno- in a hypnosis show there's the program and then there's the trigger and when one of the triggers and there are many triggers is you get some money so i got triggered some like hundreds of thousands of dollars fell into my lap very early at 24 years old and i was triggered to execute that self-loathing and self-abusive and self-destructive programming that was inserted into me through a lot of the inverted tv and movie media systems and i really took a really good run at myself with drugs and steroids and and a lot of drinking and bad eating and by the time i was 29 years old i could barely walk my left leg had ceased to function a lot of, i thought i was going to die and i called someone uh, from the Czech institute it's a particular institute in uh, vista california run by very the, probably the most famous health guru in the world paul Czech. and it's c h e k in case anybody doesn't know of him he's very big in australia as well and they sent me one of their top practitioners like a level 4 is a top practitioner from the Czech institute and she knew that she knew that I was infected with these inverted belief systems and they were inserted into me so that I would 
destroy myself no matter what. Even if I worked a nine to five job, I would take that $1,000 a week and destroy myself. But I was like, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at a very young age. And I was really destroying myself. And she just knew it was a product of the conditioning. So very gentle, very educated, very holistic way. She conditioned me back to health. And I was very curious. I'm like, well, how did you do that? My left leg works great now. <laughs> it works like my right leg. How did you put this act of magic on me? So I went to the Czech Institute and, and got certified as a very high level nutrition and exercise coach. And then when I would come back and try to help my clients, I'd bring the best knowledge. I'd give them the best nutrition. I'd give them the best exercise plan. And I would be one-on-one -on -one training them right next to them. And no matter what, Brandon, they were something about it. They were terrified to be better, terrified to lose their addictions, terrified to get in shape, terrified to really dive into their relationships with someone or maybe terrified to get out of a bad relationship. They were just terrified to make progress in their life. And I was in charge of progress with their health and nothing was happening. They're paying me thousands of dollars. I'm not abusing myself anymore. I started to invest in myself and learn more. But no matter what I started to learn and what certifications I had, nothing could seem to penetrate getting these people back on track. It was, it was very odd. They seemed, you know, no matter what, even if they needed to lose 50 pounds, we get, we, we helped them lose 25 and they'd scurry back. <laughs> they'd always scurry back down the mountain, terrified of getting to where they want to go. So I started to investigate psychology and neuroscience and literally brainwashing and mind control. And it was more of a side study because I was really interested. I said, how do, how do hypnotist shows work? What does a hypnotist do to make someone cluck like a chicken or talk like a Martian and do all these things? So it was kind of a side uh, hobby I had studying this. And then one day I said to myself, how, why don't you try brainwashing your clients so they quit their coffee or they quit their wine? or they, they actually don't overeat at night or stop eating maybe at six o'clock. Could you, and I said, well, nothing else is working. <laughs> so I might as well give, it, give that a shot. And wouldn't you know it, the brainwashing techniques that are used, it was used on me, it's used on everybody through the media, through the radio, through the newspaper, through the movie screens, I would, to make us very messy and underachieving and mediocre human beings, I, it worked on my clients and they would lose the weight. They wouldn't have the cravings. They wouldn't have the addictions. They'd high five me. They'd always do their workout. I couldn't drag them, you know, with a chain to do their workouts before they're always running away from me. And now they're working out on their own. So I actually quit. I quit being a health, like a nutrition and exercise coach. And I became sort of like a success psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> using the same brainwashing techniques. And because the whole field can be called like the, the realm of self-sabotage, the, the, the topic of you being afraid to make evolutionary progress in your life, I, I just took on the title of self-sabotage coach. 
I sold out all my one-on-one -on -one, uh, availability for a year in advance. I started a self-sabotage coaching school where I have about three other people ac around the world that learn the techniques that I use because we have a process. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, what, that's where we are today. Just uh, I use the same brainwashing techniques on myself to gain success in every facet of life. And it works. Uh, it's once you know the language of the part of the brain that you're going to mind control, it's pretty easy to put whatever program you want in there. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, amazing. So <laughs> I really like this story. So you've taken what's being used for diabolical purposes on a global scale and used it for good. <laughs> yeah, that is, I, I, I think I heard... Uh, I can't, I can't remember her name. I think it was in Catherine Mace. She said, it's sort of like a knife. You can grab the handle end of something and you can use it as a tool for betterment, like a knife, it would be cooking or defending yourself. But if you grab the blade end, you can hurt yourself with it. So yeah, I decided to grab the handle end and use the psychology or what they call behavioral modification and use that as a tool for betterment because it is being weaponized against us today. Mm. I mean, if you know what I know and see what I teach my students in my self-sabotage coaching school and then two of us sit down and watch CNN or <laughs> Sky News or something, it's terrifying. Because we know the behavior modification psychology can, is being manipulated to make people do things that have no benefit for them. And this is sort of a long historical battle that's going on. And there are people that want to use the, the handle end in government. And there's these, there's these inner battles behind the scenes where they're using this brainwashing technology to make us you know, overweight and addicted and non-abundant and negative and dark and evil. And they're using it today for, to make people go out and hurt themselves and hurt their own children. So it's, it, it's, a, it's scary, but there, there is potential to turn it around and use it to our advantage to make our lives better. Yeah. So it sounds like you, and I'm kind of, I'm glad to hear this. You haven't fully given up on say the human race, you haven't completely lost all hope, even though I know it's hard to retain any hope when you understand psychology. <laughs> yeah, I ha definitely haven't given up hope. I mean, we can, if we can teach the people how the magic is done, if you can point out and educate people, because the technology is very simple, so it's easy to pick out. And I tell people, if you want to kind of learn about it yourself and see that there is hope for your like yourself as a person to buffer yourself from this intrusion into your psychic field maybe go watch the documentary you could still find it on youtube it is by infowars it's really it's about 10 years old it's probably the best mind control documentary uh for the simple terms it's called state of mind and i would look it up maybe i'll i'll send it to you we can put cool. it in the show notes yeah sure and people can see the whole gamut the whole realm of psychological manipulation unpacked in a way where the layman can say okay now i can see it on cnn or i can see it in this movie i see it in um, avengers affinity war i see it in 
Bad Moms or Dirty Grandpa or some of the other shows I really like to bash, like Mom or Roseanne. Or, there's so many out there that if you know the psychology, you see where they're pushing us. And it doesn't really matter if you're specific on the agenda, because as, as a you know behavior modification expert, I can kind of see where they're pushing it, but it's always negative. So if you don't really know where the films and the TV shows are pushing the public, it's always to immorality and unethical behavior, destruction of children, and sort of using the body as this uh, fun factory where you put destructive toxic chemicals in and your body gives you back these uh, feel good fun time emotions. And, and it's, it destroys you in the end. It takes years off your life. It takes uh, happiness out of your day. It takes a skip out of your step. And uh, this, this is what they're using the psychology, unfortunately, to do to people. And it's, it's kind of sad. And that's why I try to empower people and educate them. Say, yeah, okay, watch your TV, watch your shows, but maybe look for this and look for that. Look for, for how this sort of manipulation operates. It, it usually operates in a repetitive content way because the part of the brain that is the target of behavior modification. It's called the subconscious. And the subconscious is more of a counter. It loves to count and rank things. Hmm. And um, it, it does so for a very particular reason, but whatever counts the highest, whatever has the highest count, whatever is the most repetitive, whatever, whatever upranks to the highest frequency, that is the uh, belief or idea or behavior that the subconscious will push forward to your conscious mind and you will act it out while believing you're making up your own behavior. But if you're a behavior, behavioral expert, you'll know that unfortunately only a 7% of your brain complex has the ability to make up your own behavior. And 93% is invented by the subconscious mind based on the counting of repetitive com content and repetitive symbology in the, you know, on the screen that you're watching. So I hope that makes some sense. Totally, totally. It totally does. And that leads me directly into the whole discussion on the, the, the scandemic and the, the repetitive, um, the memes that all the news outlets repeat, you know, verbatim, the exact same script over and over and over 24 seven. But also, I mean, before we go there, um, maybe can you distill it down at all? Like these techniques that you see and have seen over the years, if you, if you were able to distill it down into a few sort of sentences, what are they? What do they look like? Well, they're going to look for, they're very simple. Well, they're, they're repetitive. There's a lot of repetition and the repetition can be uh, particulars or it can be patterns, but it's important to understand the function of the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is a part of the brain that really loves you and it's in charge of making sure you're safe and secure. And that's why it's counting for repetition. Mm -hmm. That has to do with its function. Its function is to make you safe, make you secure, make sure you survive longer. The reason it's counting all the time, like 
you know, looks out in the crowd, there's 50 pairs of Nikes and 20 pairs of Prada, 30 pairs of Under Armour, because it's always counting what, what's most people wearing on their feet, what's most people smoking, what's most people doing at five o'clock on a Friday night, maybe they're drinking beer. The reason it's always counting and assessing and analyzing, and it's always looking for the majority, because obviously that's the safer play and that's the function of this. This part of the mind is very simple. It's always counting what most people are doing. And the reason it's obsessed with most people are doing has to, again, reverse engineer, has to do with the function of keeping you safe. Because if you can get into the crowd of most, it means you're in the bigger herd. Yeah. So we're pack animals. And the TV shows and the movies literally access this part of the brain with repetition and this part of the brain like i said it's almost like a waiter and it's got a piece of paper and it's writing things down and when it discovers what most people are doing it pushes it through as a script and your conscious mind reads it out i'll give you kind of an example uh, the, there was a movie in 2001 called gone in 60 seconds mm -hmm. it was a movie about angelina jolie and uh, Nicolas Cage. And it was a movie about car theft. Now, there was a hundred cars to be stolen. There's your repetition. Now, the subconscious is also proven to not know the difference between real life, screen time, and imagined thought. <laughs> this is, and the people organizing our behavior know this. So when you sit down in the theater, your subconscious mind thinks you're living in a car theft tribe. And it really does. And, and it doesn't know the difference between real life and the screen. Because if you go see a scary movie, why do you think your heart beats fast? Mm -hmm. Why do you think you sweat? Why do you think you grab the sides of the seats? And if you're in the back, and I've been in the back when a scary scene comes up, everybody jumps, everybody jumps up. And if, you're, if, you, if your subconscious knew that it was just a movie, why do you have those reactions? Yeah, Because your, your neurological system reacts like it's real. So your subconscious believes it's living in a gone in 60 seconds tribe for that short amount of time. And then it sees that not only is car theft repetitive, <laughs> but if you do the car th thieving, you get the girl. Now, I will let you know that this trick of the hero getting the girl, no matter what the behavior is, is one of their main psychological manipulations. The guy gets the girl. And that means you're safe in the group and you're safe for reproduction. Mm -hmm. And this part of the brain really wants to be safe in the group and safe for procreation. Now, when this movie was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, which is on the west coast of Canada, a little closer to Australia, a lot of Australians go to Whistler to ski, so yeah. they might know where Burnaby, BC is. But when it was released in Burnaby, BC, car theft went up 70% on the first weekend. Wow. And if you interviewed the average person who knows nothing about psychology and nothing about mind control or brainwashing, and you had the mic out and said, hey, do you think if you saw a movie about car theft, you would go steal cars? And they would say, absolutely not. And the people who know psychology, they giggle. Because there's so humans are proven to mimic and copy and emulate and mirror and shadow. 
exactly what they're fed on a repetitive basis, especially if there's positive reinforcement given. Mm. And especially if in a perceived authority figure is involved in the positive reinforcement alongside the repetition. Now, obviously you can see this pretty easy on the TV. It's probably a little harder to pick out in movies, but they can make us do absolutely anything. Just think about a kamikaze pilot, World War II Japan, you got maybe a 16 year old teenager crossing the town square in Tokyo, go, going to get some groceries with his mother, you know, as the bonsai bandana is put around a kamikaze pilot of 19 years of age, or maybe 20, big ceremony. There's your positive reinforcement. The kid's not old enough to get his own plane going, but he's walking. He's, the rep, repetition is there. He's 17, he's 18, the, the war, the media, in Tokyo. Now the town square, and this is a very ancient form of mind control. The town square is now on our wall as a TV. It, the origins of our TV are the town square. It's the same rectangle. And that's where the repetitive content was given. Now Kamikaze pilot is hacked in the exact same way with the repetitive content, with the perceived authority, with uh, positive reinforcement and the subconscious mind who the subconscious only operates in present tense. It cannot judge the past and it cannot judge the future consequences of its actions. It looks for positive reinforcement, it looks for the group and it follows the group sort of like a dog chasing a squirrel at a park. Yeah. So as the kamikaze pilot is walking across the town square in Tokyo, the subconscious is always looking over and saying, hey, 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 there's some positive reinforcement. There's some group safety. There's some group security. And it looks like the, the, the ladies are adorning and really uh, liking and have a magnetic affinity for the very brave pilots. And the subconscious mind goes, hey, 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 over there. And this is the big flaw with the subconscious mind. So eventually the kamikaze pilot jumps in a loaded fighter jet, drives it into an enemy warship and kills themselves. Big, pretty big flaw in the system because the uh, pilot becomes well-liked and well-adorned and well-celebrated, but they're dead. And that's called kamikaze mind control. And lots of kamikaze mind control goes on all the time in our society where people are tricked through the hypno programming on the TV and they're going out and actually killing themselves with alcohol killing themselves with medication, killing themselves with the, the new medical injections. And they can't stop themselves because you can't. You can't just like the kamikaze pot, they can't stop. Like it doesn't make any sense, but the people who have studied this behavior modification technology through thousands and thousands of years knows that you can make humans do anything as long as you positively reinforce it, whether it's uh, abortion or circumcision, vaccination, drinking alcohol, drinking coffee, it doesn't matter what you want the humans to do. You just put a positive spin on it, you get perceived authority involved and you make the message of positive reinforcement uh, repetitive 
and you also give negative reinforcement to anybody who speaks against it. So mind control is simply about positively reinforcing the behavior you want and negatively attacking the behavior you don't want. And you can get people to uh, kill their own children. I mean, in the book, uh, called The Devil Takes the Youngest by a man called Winky Prattney. And yes, it's Winky. There's, there's, there's these old death cults uh, that started around the Mediterranean and the, the same mind control techniques were used in that death cult and the women would bring their newborns and burn them alive on the metal hands of a ceremonial bull named Molesh. You can get humans to do anything. And I will let you know that the, in this day and age, and for many years, this has been working at a fever pace and people are doing a lot of evil based on this behavior modification manipulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, man, that, that, that gives people a lot to think about. So. If you, uh, I'm going to follow on from this from a note I made earlier. So if we can continue with that thread um, with the mass mind control and how, I remember you talking about how the elite steal our self-worth and psychologically gut us. And you, you, you identified a three sort of three pronged approach to that. And if you wanted to touch on that, I think it kind of follows nicely. Yeah, there's, a, there, there's psych, psychological attacks on us because you can't, for evil to penetrate you, you need your self-love removed. And once you don't have any self-love, you can't buffer yourself from any sort of evil attack. So this is one of the old concepts. I believe they call it the triangular crossfire yeah. that guts the soul. And if I remember correctly, it starts with the religious institutions and they will come out and say you're a sinner and that sinners deserve to be punished. And that is sort of an original foundational block of gutting someone psychically, where they think very less of themselves. They don't have a lot of self-worth. And a lot of people will give it a pass because they're addicted to labels. They will excuse it because it has the label of religion. Like imagine if uh, I started a religion and we're all sitting around and say, okay, what's gonna be the ceremony? And someone's, and you know, Jim pipes up and says, okay, what we're gonna do, we're gonna pretend we drink the blood of a baby and we're gonna pretend we eat the flesh of the baby. Someone say, Jim, are you out of your mind? Why would we do that? And, but that's the ceremony in most religious institutions. You drink the blood of Christ, eat the body of Christ. And there's reasons for that. And there's a reason I bring it up to make the point of the label. If you always give things a pass because they have a label. So if you judge the label and not the behavior, you're under mind control. And that's one of the primary mind control modalities is to judge the label and not the behavior. And it goes back to the real religion where they used to say, by their fruits, you shall know them, mm -hmm. which really means take a close look at their behavior and you'll get a good idea of their character. So religion starts this triangular crossfire. And if you talk to any assassin, and I know some of the rangers here in Canada, they'll tell you, you cannot escape a triangular crossfire. Because they say, if, if we have you three separate angles, you're not gonna survive. 
Yeah. So you see the triangular crossfire starts with the religion, you're born a sinner. Now, medicine is also another attack based tyrannical arm of the group that is organizing all our mental manipulations. So they, they use the rule, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So they say you're genetically faulty. There's the second sniper shot to the, to the temple from the grassy knoll of your soul. It's like gutting you, you know, it's like gutting you of your soul, like, like a fish on a wharf, just right up the torso, rip out the intestines and, and your soul is gone. The medical crossfire is about you're born genetically faulty. And the best you can manage to do is poison yourself with the medical poisons and, and then stumble into a grave and thank God for us, because if you didn't eat the poison, you know, you'd probably have a real bad life, but it's all about inversion. It's all about repeating a lie so much the person believes it. and talk about hypno hypnosis with trigger words. If you go to a hypnosis show, you'll see that the actual commands are laid into the uh, victims or the marks when they're in trance earlier in the show, but they don't act them out. Like you don't get the person clucking like a chicken or there's a lot, I, I use a lot of hypnotist show uh, real film when I'm trying to explain to people that there's hypnosis and then there's trigger words. And my friend was in an X-rated hypnotist show uh, once and he was, he was hypnotized. The program was given and he said, when you hear Johnny Cash's song, Burning Ring of Fire, you will get the massive pain in your anus and you will feel like your, your bum is on fire and you will drag your ass across the floor and across the stage trying to put it out. That's the program. Now, the trigger has, will come at any time. And it could, he could have been let off the stage. And if he would have heard Burning Ring of Fire, he... And when he did, when he was on the stage, Brendan, and then they pressed the song Burning Ring of Fire, he got really uncomfortable in the seat. He slid down and he was scooching his bum across that stage. I've never seen, I, I've never laughed so hard in my life. But the hypnosis starts in the, in the TV shows and the movies telling us that when we're sick, we have to go to the doctor. And the doctor is there with poison to make us more sick. And then if we get sick again, there's the trigger again. Oh, I'm sick. And then back to the doctor again. So the, the programming is different from the trigger in, a, in brain and brainwashing and mind control. But that's why someone's in to get their medication in the first place is because they've been programmed, they got the trigger. They've also been told through repetitive programming that, yeah, they're genetically faulty. There's no way they can be healthy without eating chemicals. And of course, logically, if you interfere with that program, it's easy to see, I mean, when someone wants to kill themselves in a movie or commit suicide, they go to the medicine cabinet. No one's going into the vegetable crisper and killing themselves with four <laughs> heads of organic broccoli. <laughs> it's easy to see, right? And the average person, you can tell they're under mind control. They know if they took the whole bottle of medication, they would die. But then they believe two, you know, two pills a day is going to make them healthy. And when's the last time your grandmother said, look, I got a whole pot of organic soup. 
If you have one ball, you'll be great. If you have four balls, you'll die. I mean, none of it makes any sense. And then the other, tri you know, the third sniper in that triangular crossfire, again, the first being the religious, you're born a sinner, sinners deserve punishment. There goes a bit of your self-love. I mean, and it's easy to understand that if, um, oh, what was I gonna say? I think my daughter just knocked on the door, broke my train of thought. But um, it's easy to, to understand that if you called your kid a dickhead every Sunday or an asshole or a prick or a moron. I mean, if you call them a moron 52 Sundays in a row, you don't have to be have a PhD in psychology to, to understand that's probably, he's gonna probably be a little less, little less than, you know, than if you didn't. But again, if you, you say, oh, religion, it's off, it's off, it's off balance. You're not allowed to judge when someone calls you a sinner because it's religion. It means it's fine. Well, it's not fine. That's the problem. That's the mind control. Mm. So the first one, born a sinner. Uh, second one, you're born genetically faulty. And the third one is the biological sniper. They say, look, you're a walking cluster F. You have no real reason to be here. You're just a genetic mishap. You're on a rock flying through space. You're not here with any purpose. And then you're just like, well, <laughs> you know, of course it's going to deflate you a little bit. I got no purpose. Oh, okay. I'll just go work down at ABC dirt factory and shovel the crap all day. And this is these institutions, which appear to be separate. They work together over time to grind this repetitive content into the collective psyche and really disempower us so that we don't live our best lives. So the people who rule us, they're just, they have our power. <laughs> they siphoned off our power. They took our power. They, they took it for themselves. We gave it to them. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of their tricks is they've learned not to come in and lop our heads off. They're like, hold on. Can we use the behavior modification to maybe they'll lop their own heads off? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's what they do. And we, we, we follow through because we don't understand how the magician does his magic show. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and I had a thought there that <clears throat> I've now lost, but um, <laughs> so that's good. We're trading lost thoughts here. This is good. Um, but with the, with the psychological impact of, say, like the last 12 months, right, and this mind control, um, and I really like the, the parallels there with, like, the, you start out with the, the religion, you know, I'm, I'm this, this just broken, like on a spiritual level, I'm just broken and worthless, I'm just dirt. And then you have the medical equivalent of that, the, the health equivalent, the genetic equivalent of that, which is I'm broken, I'm inherently broken, I'm, I'm flawed, I'm, bro I'm just dirt. And then the third one as well, and they all like synergistically combine. So when a, a, a scamdemic or a psyop, any psyop comes along, we see every single time, we see the same kind of programmed responses by the masses of people who, for the most part, do their best to run away from any opportunity to, to think any evidence through to actually critically look at it. Oh, guaranteed. And, and that's, that's what the government schooling is for. So all these institutions, I tell people there's 150 pieces in a watch. They all work together to accomplish one goal, which is telling the time. So the government schooling is there to condition the person 
to always be an infant that lets someone else be in full control of their life. Mm. And then that produces an adult that's always wanting and needing of someone to tell them what to do. They can never think on their own. They never take full responsibility for the consequences in their, their own life. They, they're, they're dependent. And school does many, many different things psychologically to children. And, and that's one of them, always getting them in the position where they have to take orders. They can't give orders to themselves. They can't think their own thoughts. Mm. Their thoughts will be judged by outside parties. So they're always wanting uh, a crew to be judging them. And that's what like bodybuilding competitions are and beauty competitions. Like someone tell me I'm good. Mm-hmm. someone judge me as good please it's all these school programming that's adding up inside the subconscious and that's why these people are always you know longing to be told what to do but if they were never sent to the government schooling to precondition them in this way with that sort of psychic manipulation because the pattern is recognized by the subconscious mind is that all you have to do to get in the herd or get the approval of the authority figure and the subconscious almost whispering in your ear, all you have to do is repeat back exactly what the authority figure says. And then you're given the positive reinforcement. Mm. You get the gold star, the Smurf stamp, the 10 out of 10. Um, This is how this system of psychic manipulation works on the school level. So you have all these adults out there today that can't think on their own because of the schooling. They're looking for positive reinforcement. They don't feel safe as an independent sovereign being. They have to be inside the herd. Mm -hmm. And they will repeat back whatever the TV tells them so that they can get the A-plus in their adult life, which is some sort of societal acceptance down at the coffee shop where all the other uh, monsters from the Star Wars bar are hanging out. Because if you live out this sort of lifestyle, you'll always be overweight. If you don't question, you're going to be addicted to coffee and alcohol because they're the, they're the one, number one and number two most repetitive pattern theme or symbol in all Hollywood and TV shows is alcohol and coffee. And you're going to probably work a job where you would dream about owning your own business and or running, you know, living out your dreams and connecting with your own passions. So if someone can't wrap their head around this, they have a real, real hard life and they, they react on cue to whatever the TV tells them to. And, you know, that's where this, the word soul comes from. It's actually the same word that it's the phonetic bottom of your foot your soul, your bottom of your foot is your soul, because to keep and maintain sovereign ownership of your soul, you need your feet on the earth, Mm -hmm. and you need to look at your real environment. Today, the TV screen is like a virtual reality goggle. You don't need to wrap it around your head. So you're, and even the word soul is from French for soleil, which means the sun, which means you're supposed to have your feet on the ground on the earth and look out into the, the, the real God's planet to gain your repetitive programming. They've moved the sun out of the way. They put you inside. The new sun is mm-hmm. the screen. 
and you don't have your feet on the ground, you're in a virtual reality simulation that's getting fired out of the screen. So it's, it's almost an, I'm not even religious, but it is an attack on God. It's an attack on nature. It's a, it's attack on who we are as spiritual beings on this planet to be programmed this sort of subconscious uh, safety protocol program where we mimic uh, our environment and copy what we see works really good if we're out in a village right oh i saw my mom jump over the tarantula i'll jump over the tarantula oh take the left hand path to the cornfield because the right half path the right hand path is full of tigers mm. so this repeating safety protocol works really good when men and women and children live on god's country but if we're always staring at screens and we're carrying a part of the brain that copies what we see and the people that are running what we see know that we will copy anything we see and they want us to grab the blade end of that knife and cut our hands to pieces mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that makes a bit of sense. I hope I made some sense on that rant. I went many places. No, it was good, actually. It made a lot of sense. And I liked, actually, you, you didn't dwell on it, but you made a connection there between the addictive behaviors of, you know, drinking coffee and, and alcohol and, and the inability to uh, think independently or function independently. I don't know if you if you want to revert, reverse back and, and maybe touch on that again, because I think it could be yeah. Yeah, well, see, the thing about the, we know about the subconscious mind now and its obsession with copying. And if you measure the subconscious mind, it's in charge of 93% of our behavior. So the subconscious, and it's really, it's big obsession with copying stuff so that we fit in. It, it says, I, I'm going to take care of about 93% of what goes on in your life and inside your body. You got 7%, not a big, not a lot of discernment. So that's your discernment buffer where you're supposed to say, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. That vaccine isn't, it, it was a, a approved under emergency declaration. It's killing people, uh, blood clots. You only have 70, 7% discernment to start asking those questions. Now, coffee and alcohol are proven to activate a very particular part of the brain called the limbic system. Mm -hmm. So the discernment factor, which is only 7%, and the discernment factor is you having free will, which is another sort of biblical phrase. You got 7% chance to stick your free will into the copying mechanism of your subconscious mind and say, hold on a second. I don't think I want to be part of this herd. Very small amount. Now that 7% is said to live right behind. And I heard you talk about it in your masterclass, the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Right. So the prefrontal cortex is where the best of us lives. It's got a lot more attributes than just the 7% buffer. But let's say the 7% lives in the prefrontal cortex where we can discern if we want to participate in the herd or not. Well, coffee, this ancient group that organizes everything I'm really talking about knows that coffee and alcohol activate the limbic system. And when the limbic system is activated, the prefrontal cortex shuts down. So there's your 7% gone. And the reason the limbic system goes on is because caffeine is what's called an alkaloid poison. And when you're poisoned, 
your subconscious goes into this fight or flight reaction, which is the limbic system. And it literally takes care and control over your, all of your behavior, reverting back and saying, we're in trouble. Because when you drink coffee and alcohol, you have what's a fear response. Now, the average person would understand, yeah, if a mugger attacks me, I'm in fear. If I get my girlfriend breaks up with me or my spouse breaks up with me, I'm in fear. Pitbull attacks me, I'm in fear. Well, there's one fear response. And it's the same response as getting attacked by a mugger as you poisoning yourself. So when you drink coffee, the fight or flight goes off and the subconscious says, hey, everybody, we're in a 911 five alarm fire here. I'm going to take care and control over that full 7%. We're going back to where I'm in control of everything. And then you revert back to the programming. You go back to the TV programming. You go back to your need to feel safe in the herd. There is no, when you're already in fear, going outside the herd puts you in more fear. Mm, big time. This is something your subconscious will not allow. And there are functions on your body which you have no control of, like tanning. Like if you go out, Brendan, I went out today, I got a little bit of a, a red tinge to me. No, I can't turn to my body and say, hey, I want you to be brown by the time I get on with Brendan. You know, I can't say that or our bowel movement, our menstrual cycle, our arousal, sexual arousal, we, we're, and, or even our heartbeat. I'm like, I'll calm your heartbeat down. Your body, look, your subconscious says, no, no, I got it. That's what I'm in charge of. Mm. Your subconscious can take full care and control of many functions. So think about tanning, or sweating and understand there are functions in your body you don't have control over. And when you're afraid because you poisoned yourself with coffee and alcohol, your behavior goes back into one of those categories. You don't have control because when you're afraid, your subconscious says, this is a dangerous situation. I'm going to use my genetic sort of experience that I've taken through the genome and I'm going to take full care of control here. I got it. I got it. You just do what I tell you. And that's why so many people today are like, you know, anti-vaxxer and you have to take it. And where's your mask is because they're afraid. Mm. And so you can be afraid. It can be uh, evoked. The fear can be, uh, you know, put into you by the media. So they know to keep you in constant fear with the, the case numbers. But you might already be in fear. They might not have to, but it, it helps keep you frightened. Mm. Coffee is being proven. So if you have one eight ounce cup of coffee, your fight or flight system and your limbic system are activated for three weeks consecutively without ingesting any more caffeine. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> right. Now, if you want to get the book, which cites that and many other things that are You'll, you'll understand if you read this book called Caffeine Blues oh. by Stephen Chernisky, okay. you will understand why there's a coffee shop in every corner. Not many <laughs> people understand either that it was William Gates uh, Sr. and Bill Gates himself that uh, came and rescued Starbucks as it was going to go bankrupt. I think it did about seven years on its own, and then it was going into receivership. And here come Bill Gates and pumping all the money into it. And if you want to know why there's a Starbucks on every corner, 
and a siren as a siren is a mythical maritime demon that attracts men toward the rock so she can eat them. If you wanna know why there's a Starbucks on every corner, investigate the book Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky and you will understand that coffee makes you limbic or put, activate your fight or flight that lowers your IQ it makes you more reflexively obedient to authority. It makes you more herd-based. It makes you more tribal. It makes you more wolf-pack-based. And you will flow with the herd. You cannot take over a society like this unless they're caffeinated. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand that this attack is like the 150 pieces in the watch. They had to get all the coffee shops out there, all the liquor stores. They, in Canada, they've legalized this. The marijuana stores are everywhere. So all the grocery stores are closing down. The marijuana stores are opening up. And people don't understand that these psychoactive substances, which just means they affect brain function, make people more compliant. That's, that's what they do. And I remember there was a study I post sometimes, NASA, and it was replicated a couple other studies. So they gave spiders the psychoactive drugs. They gave them LSD and alcohol and uh, benzos and uh, caffeine and let them spin their webs. And if you can look, you could look it up yourself. So if anybody wants to go to Google right now, look up NASA experiments, spider psychoactive substance web. And you will see that the caffeine spider, <laughs> the caffeine spider is an absolute out of all the drugs. Like it'd be better if you did LSD, which is usually <laughs> the comments we get when people want to make fun of it. Cause the LSD or they gave a THC there, there's all kinds, but the caffeinated spider had the worst web and not by a little bit. <laughs> one by a country mile. <laughs> so people have to understand this. The caffeine is also why they used to do tea time. The ancient UK royals, which are part of the, the family lineage that I'm talking about, they would always say, okay, let's, let's have tea in the morning. And as the half-life of caffeine is six hours. So caffeine sort of installs a slave-like compliance. So as the first half of the milligramage, whatever tea was, started to be, you know, detoxed by the liver, hit them again at one o'clock, hit them with tea time and a, and a wheat biscuit, which also destroys brain function. It, it, it looked like a sort of a generous offering. You've been working hard. Let's take a break for tea time on the slave plantation. But Caffeine makes slavery feel groovy. It helps people do mundane tasks longer. Mm, yeah. And when the royal family found coffee in the Crusades, they founded the Arabica bean when they were cutting through the Middle East. They're like, you got to be joking me. This exists. <laughs> this is awesome. We're going to have to bring this back and get all, everybody all jacked up on this coffee and make them more slave-like. And that's where they found hashish too, because when the, um, the uh, people in that area would go to battle with the crusaders, they would always uh, smoke hashish mm. before the battle would ensue. And they're like, yeah, kind of makes people crazy. And this is, this is the sort of side hobby or even main hobby 
of the ruling groups, they're always looking for different poisons and psychoactive substances to make you more slave-like or to drive the psychic manipulation deeper and stronger. So you, you know, so you're so afraid of your best life that you can't, you just embrace your worst life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's probably, I hope I didn't lose anybody, but I I think your people are uh, awakened enough to hear these things. Oh yeah. I mean, I've trained them well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. I could, I definitely knew I would have some free runway here. Oh yeah. There's nowhere we can't go, man. Um, (laughs) So yeah, actually, I think you mentioned it earlier, the cult of Molish. Um, other, other people would pronounce it Moloch, I guess. Yes. So how do you see that tying in with this this whole global manipulation system? Well, that, that cult is known as the Bull Cult, and their symbolism is everywhere. I was picking up a, a, a parcel um, at a local pharmacy just two days ago. I hate going in those places, but my father sent me something, and then you know, in Canada and it's other places too. It's the year of the ox, which is the year of the bull. Now this bull cult is the main sacrificial cult that was reviewed in that book I mentioned earlier, okay. uh, The Devil Take the Youngest by Whitney Prattney. And they used to have effigies of bulls. Either the bull was sort of standing straight up with its hands out and the hands would be made of metal and they put a large fire under the metal hands and throw babies on them to burn them alive. Or they'd have the actual physical effigy of a bull on all fours, and then there would be a square cut out in the torso. They'd put the fire under the belly of the metal bull and then insert the baby. And that's what the bun in the oven, that's where the word bun in the oven comes from, or holy moly or holy smoke, because wow. because of the the burning of the baby. And they used to have very loud musical instruments so that you wouldn't hear the baby screaming. Mm -hmm. And today, that's why there's organs in churches. And this is why they eat eat the blood of the baby and drink the blood of the baby. Not many people are aware of those kind of connections. You would never, like I said, you would never accept one of your friends starting a religion and say, yeah, let's pretend we're eating the blood of a baby or drinking. You'd be like, hey, Frank, you know, like that's a little sick. But when it's got the label... Now, this bull cult, I think the best sort of story about this bull cult, if you go to Philadelphia, now in Delphi in Greece is, uh, was an old site where they used to do sacrifices to the moon god Diana. So we're, we're in the sacrifice wording anyway. Philadelphia is a hark back to an ancient Greek site where they'd sacrifice anyway. So outside Jefferson University and Jefferson Medical School is a bull on a very big pillar. And um, on the like and on the top of the pillar, the bull is the effigy of a real bull on all fours. And guess what's missing from the side? There's a hole. Yeah, right. And it's called the winged, winged ox of St. Luke. And you could look it up right now. You'll see the winged ox of St. Luke. And that is an old, like it couldn't be more obvious because the hole is right in the side. Now, the, it's up right in front of a medical uh, center and also in front of a medical school. And it's on a pillar. And it's the patron saint of physicians and the patron saint of healing. 
So why would there be an ancient bull cult child sacrifice symbol between a medical school and a medical hospital? And on top of that column, and you, people can look it up themselves, go, go to Philadelphia, winged, the winged ox of St. Luke. And how do we get a patron saint of physicians or healing as a child sacrifice Molik, Molish. What, how, do we, how do we make that jump? It's because this cult has never left. They've just dressed up their ceremonies and rituals to the, and caffeinated the population, gave them alcohol, gave them bad food, fluoride, mercury teeth fillings, microwave food, Teflon pans, cancer-causing Wi-Fi. They can't think anymore. They can't connect the dots. And then when they went to the school, unless a teacher says, you got to pay attention to this, they just walk on by. They don't know how to think independently. So you can hide things in plain sight. So this, this winged ox of St. Luke sits on this very large column. And on the column are the names of 50 physicians that have invented various torture and poisoning modalities like radiation, Madame Curie, um, uh, Jenner with his vaccination, x-rays, uh, chemotherapy. So all the physicians th that have invented the modalities that kill, cripple, and cut poison and burn, they're all around. A wing docks made of metal with the side gap missing, perfect rectangle in the side. And it's the same child sacrifice bull molesh. And that's in, that's in a town where only seven blocks away is a child's hospital, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The acronym is CHOP. They call it CHOP. So why would they call it CHOP? Is anybody, is it just me? Is anybody, is anybody <laughs> or out there? <laughs> it, 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 and, who works at CHOP? Oh, Dr. Paul Offit, a man who said a child can take up to 10,000 vaccinations at one time without any sort of side effects. So we're dealing with a spiritual war, a very old and ancient cult. And you'll see this <clears throat> bull cult sort of symbology down on Wall Street in New York City. They call it a bull market. Even the word bullet is from the, from the bull cult. Um, and even the Bolshevik, it's from uh, the bull cult. They spell it B-O-L, but it's B-U-L, Bolshevik. You see the same, the phonetic tricks. And um, a lot of people don't understand what's going on on this planet. And this ancient cult, they wouldn't, they like death, but they like the effect. Like if you go back to the Winky Prattney book, The Devil Takes the Youngest, they're using death to trauma-based mind control people. So they're killing the children to invoke a hypnosis over the people that are watching. The fact that they're doing it doesn't really mean they're Satan's little helpers down here. They know that when you traumatize a person like this, you put them into trance, then tell them exactly what to do. And then there's, they're under what's called trauma-based mind control. So the, in, there's trauma-based mind control on Netflix today. Like every show is about death and mayhem and killing and serial killers. We're getting sort of programmed in the exact same way.
and th this is people really have to wrap their head around is that this cult is still very much in control today with the financial system, the medical system, the science and the masquerading as an altruistic government. And they're trying to close the circle right now. They're trying to make sure no one can unplug or escape from their systems of energy extraction. And so this is, I mean, this leads us kind of into the Great Reset thing. I mean, that was the whole point of the the, the scamdemic was to lead us into what, you know, Klaus, Klaus and his friends are calling the Great Reset, which is great for them and not so great for the rest of us. Um, how do you see all that sort of playing out? Yeah, well, when he says the Great Reset, he's probably referring to as well as the ancient religion that he really practices is an Egyptian religion. The reset set is the, the one of their gods of the sun. So when he says reset, he's probably giving tipping his hat to the fact that we're going to reestablish the Egyptian religion, which is where this sacrificial sort of energy, religion, ritual, ceremony, this whole thing is focused on is ancient, you know, ancient Egypt, ancient Babylon, ancient Sumeria. This is where all this, these control systems got their start. Certainly not their end. They're really hitting some dangerous high notes today. But this is what the Great Reset is about. The Great Reset is simple. It's like you could call it communism or Bolshevism, but it's the elimination of the family. It's the elimination of Christianity or belief in God because the state becomes the highest power. And it's, a, it's an a, a abolishment of private property. So they're really working on the, like in Canada, they're arresting priests all over the place for having church service. So you can see the Great Reset and someone says, oh, it's Zionism and no, it's Bolshevism or it's a communism or fascism. No, it's just, it's, this is their belief system goes back a lot farther than those words. They, they don't want anybody to have private property. So the Great Reset is about the rolling lockdowns. And yes, they're trying to bankrupt and steal away people's ability to buffer themselves from the attack financially. But the primary reason the lockdowns are going on is to give the loans in excess to the closed down businesses and to drive the debt skyward. So what they're trying to do is a trick that they've mastered in third world countries where they come to third world countries, they give loans through the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and they'll go into a place like Ethiopia, give the loans where the government has no way of ever paying it back. And then they create a little bit of a calamity financially. Things go bad in the country, plus the interest rate goes up and now they're coming for their pound of flesh. Now, what did this group of Egyptians, ancient Egyptians have to do to give the money? Nothing, they're just digital numbers on screens. Only 3% of the money in the world is actually cash dollars, paper or plastic dollars. So when the, when the country can't repay, the IMF comes in and turns their, you know, their money magic into real assets hydro dams, roads, um, hospitals, and then banks, military tanks, air, airfields. So they literally take over countries by giving money that they print out of thin air or you know, create out on a computer screen. And then they magically turn that into real assets 
by giving the country too much, too much money they can never pay back. So what we're seeing today in the Great Reset, Brennan, is all the lockdowns and the economic calamity is based on bankrupting each country in succession. And this is the script. This is what's going on behind the scenes. So every leader has said, look, in two years, you're going to come out. Everybody's going to come out within a week or two weeks of each other and say, look, COVID, we got it licked. We saved you from COVID, a virus that doesn't exist. And we won't get into it, but I don't think it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist by fact. But beyond that, they're going to say, look, that we've saved you. Thank God for us. But there's been some casualties. We fought it long and hard. And uh, you're safe because of us. Thank God for us, Bojo the Clown and Justin (laughs) Trudeau and, uh, you know, Scott Morrison and wasn't for us. Yeah, it wasn't for you selling us up the river. Thank God for you guys. So they're going to say, unfortunately, it cost us so much money, we're bankrupt. Someone says, all right. They don't understand how money works. Just say, okay, what happens if you're bankrupt? I see there's a guitar behind you, some nice paintings, another guitar, Marshall stack. If you're bankrupt, they're going to come take your stuff as collateral for the loan. So you don't know that this scam has been going on since they put capital letters on your birth certificate, since there's capital letters on the deed to your house. It means you don't own it. It means it can be taken. It's chattel. Your house, your microphone, your stock portfolio. Someone's like, my stock portfolio? Yeah, your stock portfolio, your, your, your mutual funds, your cash in your bank. The plan, the Bolshevism, fascism, communism, elimination of private property. This is how they're going to do it. This is why Klaus Schwab and his group of mental defectives at the Economic Forum a man that has ties to Nazi Germany, but they weren't Nazis. They were Egyptian, by the way. They have that, they said by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And people are like, uh, F you, uh, how are you going to do that? And they don't even pay attention because they can't think, well, this is how they're going to do it. They're going to give away so much money that doesn't exist. So they get to put numbers on computer screens. That's That's as far as, oh, that was so hard. I think I sprained my wrist, right? And then it just goes to us. We spend it on stuff. And then they're going to take my house. Then they're going to take my bank account. Then they're going to say, we're going to take everything. We're going to give you the $2,000 universal basic income. We're really sorry. You know, my house is worth a million bucks. They're going to actually take my house. And my stock portfolio might be worth two million. They're going to take that too. And they're going to take, if someone's out there watching this, you got a hundred million, they're going to take a hundred million. If you don't, if you don't speak up and they're going to give you back $2,000 a month for 2000 for you, 2000 for your wife. So that's 4,000. But with the inflation and them having full control, when they said you won't own anything and be happy. Well, who owns everything? 
Well, they do. <laughs> and they're really happy. Yeah. Uh, you're just happy. They're like really ecstatic <laughs> about having the ability to say, well, you know, you're living in the house, right, Jason? Yeah, I used to own it. You stole it. They're like, well, you have to pay me $1,500 a month for the house just to live there and $500 for property tax. And, and then, oh, you can't really afford your organic food anymore. And don't forget, you need the vaccine. And we have the social credit scores. Um, you know, So if you speak up against us, oh, you get $1,800 a month and then $1,700 and $1,500. And then not, you just starve to death because you told you told them we were Egyptians and we don't really want that to get out. And you posted some of those movies you made. And uh, yeah, you told us we were like, we honored Molesh like at the Bohemian, uh, Bohemian Grove in California. And you gave them the Alex Jones film of when they got in and saw the Molesh ceremony. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna swindle, um, Put it down to nine hundred dollars a month now so you can see where all this is going and if people don't just get up off just do what you can right put your mask on late if you have to halfway through the grocery store pull it off halfway on out the door do what you can or just walk in without it get kicked out but if you can't like put it on late take it off early start small start treating yourself well start turning off your TV, start leading by example in your, in your community, start spreading the word about what's really going on. These are, these people might not even be people. They're so evil. I mean, I really don't, I, they're not like you and I, I can tell you that. I agree with that. Um, they, they think in a very different way. Um, and that's been part of the problem as well with trying to get awareness of this stuff is people, so used to operating to their moral compass and their little view of the world and they don't they can't relate to the idea that someone like a klaus schwab sees things the way he does and wants to do the things that he does on the scale or you know a bill gates who is like this megalomaniacal character and does these diabolical things and destroys thousands of children in india with one vaccine camp like people can't understand that there's a, an intent behind the scale of activity uh, that pulls it all together and they they're just well, they're just trying to get through their day they're trying to drink their coffee and eat their eat their toast in the morning and 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 survive an, an eight-hour work day and they can't conceive of events on, or thoughts on this scale for the most part it's impossible to get it through to, to most people you're, you're right and but a lot of people have been conditioned to be a little bit more evil than they think like anybody that circumcised their son that's a cult of molesh ritual that invokes trauma-based mind control. It's done 90% of the time without anesthetic, takes 20 to 30% of the penis off the man. And then it's proven in Egypt, it used to be called the mark of the slave. Because in Egypt, they used to wear the kilts. And then if there was supposedly a suspected slave on the loose, everybody just holds up their kilt. And if, you got, if you're circumcised, you're the one that got off the plantation. And it, it's known to cause brain damage. It activates the limbic system on a permanent basis. So people are, yeah, they're, they're, they're believing they have a really tight moral compass. But, you know, on a Friday night, they'll watch a movie. People are cutting each other's heads off and stabbing each other, shooting each other. They're, they've been conditioned in the cult of Molesh a lot more than they would ever give themselves, than they would ever believe. Yeah. Why do you think they're almost sacrificing themselves 
Because when you're around a cult of sacrifice, you actually start absorbing the vibration and the thought patterns and the ceremonies and the rituals that are, are surrounding you. It's like asking a fish what water is. The fish is like, what are you talking about? What's water? Like you're swimming in it. Yeah. Fish is like, I don't understand the question. Like if it's all around you, you don't know that you're swimming in it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, yeah, I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. But if you go back and you're, you know, giving your kid off to the state, vaccinating your kid, vitamin K shot with your child, circumcision, uh, feeding the kid chicken nuggets, like look at the menu. Look at the child's menu of the restaurants today. You, if aliens landed, they'd be like, oh, you must hate your kids. <laughs> That's right. Right. And because they're like, well, you're feeding them the worst food. Why are you feeding the children the worst food in the restaurant? Yeah. And the people are like, oh, it's part of childhood. And the aliens are like, hold on. I'm just going to back out to the ship. Hold <laughs> on a second. You guys are screwed up. I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> wrong, wrong address. Sorry. Wrong. Don't worry. You guys are saying no, no, nothing to worry about. Just back up into the ship. Take right off. Right. Mm. And this is what I mean. How else do you think you get a society to the point, Brendan, where they think poisoning themselves on a Friday night is a treat or a reward? Mm. That most people, if they look at how they're treating themselves, their kids, treating the environment, they're, they're sort of already card-carrying members of the cult. Yeah. And although that can be offensive, it can give people great insight into the work they have to do and saying, you know what? That guy from Cornwall, Ontario, Canada, he's, yeah, like, I can't really argue with what he's saying, but he's really pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's the point. That's how you wake up. You'd be like, yeah, like I was circumcised. I talked to my parents all about it. I say, yeah, it's an ancient Babylonian ritual to make me uh, a broken and a defective male. My mom's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how could you miss it, mom? But I don't, I, and then I forgive them. Mm. But it's important to get the energy out and educate that these things, they don't make any sense. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to do that to a child mm. unless you've been put under mind control. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Well, mate, uh, I I don't want to keep you long uh, longer than you you know can stay because I know you, it's what probably quarter past eight or so for you. Well, why don't we try to end on a positive note? <laughs> I, I'm more than happy to go to a positive note. <laughs> let's not cut this off before we get there. Um, so I mean, yeah, let's. Do you have do you have like a, a positive message or like a is there what's the silver lining in Jason Kristoff's kind of reality? Silver lining is all the brainwashing techniques by this cult that they've used, like just repetitive messaging, positive reinforcement of negative behavior, positive reinforcement of immorality, positive reinforcement of unethical conduct, all the brainwashing computations and behavior modification manipulations. I figured it out. And I explain it really, really well in some of my programs. They're, I'm not here to peddle my wares, but if you want to change, you have to write a new program over the old one. So whether you want to lose weight 
everybody knows that person that maybe need to lose 50 pounds, they lose 30, then they scurry back down the hill and they're like, oh, I feel so much better, 60 pounds heavier. They, they gain back, they need to lose 50, they lost 50, they gain back an extra 10, they're mm -hmm. up 60 when it's all said and done. Yep. That, that's not because you're, there's, a, there's no fault in you as a human. Mm. There's a faulty program, a self-loathing, self-hatred, self-abusive, because that's the primary repetitive content in the movie and the TV shows, the radio and the print media. Now, you can't strong arm this part of the brain. Like you can't arm wrestle it. It will laugh at you. It's 93% versus seven and for most people it's probably 98 percent versus two <laughs> okay you don't most people only have like a flash of discernment okay i'll follow the herd what was that <laughs> so you don't have a lot of discernment so the only way to win the only way to lose weight the only way to start that business that's been on your mind you wrote a book you probably had to reprogram yourself to write your own book and not to work a job, like you said, in the master class. But if someone else is out there, maybe they want to write a book. Maybe they want to lose weight. Maybe they want to use that treadmill in their basement that they use as a clothing rack, real expensive clothing racks, those treadmills where they get a, oh, there's a wet shirt. I'll just put it over <laughs> the treadmill and dry it out. So there's no wrinkles in it. Oh, well, they've got these amazing coat hanger devices now. They're much cheaper. <laughs> treadmills. They're 3000 a coat hanger. <laughs> so or maybe you want a better relationship. And why wouldn't you have a good relationship? Well, you watch too many shows because they're all the women are all single and they all hate men. And men are losers in, in the shows. They're they're rude or they're weak or they're feminine. Mm. So of course you're gonna have a hard time bonding with a male. And men are having a hard time getting their footing on this very slippery slope of they're not even allowed to be a male. So all the programming gets us like running east, looking for a sunset or rearranging the, furn uh, the furniture on the deck of the Titanic. But it's, there's no defect in the person. Mm. Their subconscious is working exactly the way it was designed to do, taking in the repetitive content and making that a script that you act out because the repetitive content represents the bigger herd, the safer herd. So that's what you're going to act out. So all, the only shot you have at this is you have to trick the subconscious mind that the healthy herd is the bigger herd and the abundant herd is the bigger herd and the smart herd and the organic herd is the bigger herd. And there's particular ways to trick it because it's, it's kind of a stunned part of the brain. It only responds to repetitive content. So you have to upregulate the repetitive content in the direction of your dreams and completely eliminate anything that reinforces the old programming. So what I do is I have online programs that anybody can buy anywhere in the world. They start at like $99. And that's probably my best one. It's usually $199. I have it on sale right now. And I'm not trying to sell people it. You can just email me too and just ask me questions. I'll always answer it if I have the time. Email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And I'll put a new script into your subconscious mind. And then that will be the script that you will act out. I'll make you afraid to be overweight. I'll make you afraid to be poor. 
I'll make you afraid to work for someone. I'll make you afraid not to have a wonderful, loving relationship with your partner. And the only way to do that is to upregulate the content where the subconscious mind says, hey, oh, whoa, we, uh, we change villages here. According to my count, we move from the shameless bad mom's dirty grandpa village, and we're in the Anthony Robbins, Paul Check abundant village now, according to my count. Yeah. Yeah. And then your whole brain function changes, your whole metabolism changes, because don't forget, if your subconscious gets the impression through the repetitive content that it's dangerous for you to be rich and abundant or happy, which all lives here in the prefrontal cortex, that means the subconscious says, hey, it's just dangerous for it. Like this is a poor tribe. Mm. It's dangerous for you to be abundant. Yeah, yeah. It's a depressed tribe. Very dangerous for you to be happy. Well, all the positive attributes live in the prefrontal cortex. And if it's dangerous to activate this electrically, it'll just go dark. Your, your subconscious will totally turn it off yeah. and then activate your limbic system. So that's how, if you can trick your brain that it's okay to be your best, the subconscious will say, well, I don't want Brendan to be poor in an abundant tribe. I don't want him to be uh, overweight in a thin tribe. I don't want him to be unhealthy in a healthy tribe. So I better turn back on his prefrontal cortex because if I don't, he's not fitting in with this new tribe. Mm -hmm. And you create the new tribe because you control the repetitive content that comes in through the eyes and the ears. You have two choices in life. You can control the repetitive content in the direction of your dreams and eliminate the complete and utter psychological manipulation that comes with your radio, your newspaper, your TVs, and your movies. If you can control it, you will go exactly where you're supposed to go. The other choice is you let these ancient, molesh-based, black magic magicians control your content through the radio, through the newspapers, through the TV and the movies, and they will drown you in enough repetitive content where you will never survive. You won't. You'll be miserable. You'll die early. You'll get off your couch. You'll plow coffee into your mouth, alcohol, vaccines under your skin. You'll beg your doctor to poison you back into the stone age. And you won't know why you're doing it. And it's because you didn't control your repetitive content. If you don't control your repetitive content, you don't control your behavior. And if you don't do that, You'll never control anything in your entire life. They will have the reins and the full control of your behavior. And you're going to go right into an early grave. So I hope that, I hope that's positive. <laughs> I, really, I really do. I hope that's positive. And if, like I said, you'll, you'll never quit any addiction unless you know how to rewrite the program. So don't get frustrated. Just maybe email me. Or I think maybe your program, does your program not do the same thing as mine? It's a little bit of a different approach, but I like that you, you brought up the prefrontal cortex because I, I do talk about that in the masterclass and, and you know, basically encouraging people to, to live out of that brain center because if you're not, then you're, you're, on, you're on autopilot um, following all that bullshit programming. So yeah, we're kind of approaching the same uh, thing from slightly different angles, but um, <clears throat> if people want to follow your work, Jason, or um, get in touch, what's the best way to do that? 
you can get me on Facebook when I'm not in the Facebook jail sentence. I'm uh, every 30 days. I seem to be back in there <laughs> with, with my cup on, on the jail cell bars, <laughs> but uh, Facebook, if you want self-sabotage stuff, I'll probably have to just do self-sabotage content alone on Facebook when I get back there. But if you want hard hitting content, like I've been talking about, where you might think it's a bit odd, but you're also a little curious, uh, you can go to me, we uh, find me, Jason Kristoff. It's Christ with an OFF on the end. Parlor, Parlor's back up and we duplicate oh. the content there. I'm on Gab and we duplicate the content there. Or you can just go to my website, jkristoff.com, but it's a little unorganized right now. I got a new one coming up. But just email me with your questions, uh, Jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. I can give you some movies to watch and help under, help people understand mind control and brainwashing. And everything I do is about, I want the people to have the power in their own lives, independence, adult-based living. I want men to be men, women to be women. I want men to adult up and be more masculine. I want women to be empowered I want people to grow their own food. I want them to unplug from the food system, the medical system, the banking system, all the systems that have their tentacles into us that literally siphon our energy to the top of the corrupt ruling period. I just like people to just start unplugging. I don't care. I mean, even if they, you know, unschool their kid or homeschool their kid, it's time to allow the pyramid to collapse by removing our energy from it. Yeah, 100%. And I, I like that your approach is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a constructive kind of solution oriented one, even though sometimes places we go talking about this stuff can get pretty dark and hectic. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you haven't given up on yourself, you haven't given up on humanity, you see, you see a way forward, um, and, and move in a constructive direction. So I like that, um, something that resonates with me. Um, and it's very easy to be pessimistic in, in the climate that we've been living through in the last year, especially because I've never seen the amount of human stupidity <laughs> as, as we recently have. It's just the programs, right? So you yeah. can't really blame them because they're getting triggered. I mean, they had 30 years of virus movies and vaccine yeah. movies and zombie movies, which was the hypno programming. Mm. And then the words vaccine and virus triggers them to act out their program. Yeah. So if people knew that the Hollywood films were there to entrain them and not entertain them, they could see that, yes, they have been drowned in repetitive virus vaccine zombie content yeah. in order to be triggered by the news and the politicians now. And then just like any hypnosis show, I mean, they're scooting across the floor like their bums on fire, but they're going to the vaccine clinic, they're yelling at people about masks, they're standing six foot apart. And there's no science in any medical or science library in the world to validate six foot distance, mask wearing, uh, viruses, it, sick people can make healthy people sick. It doesn't exist. And the average person, they do have their PhD or doctorate from Hollywood and TV University. Mm. And th they're adamant they know as much about viruses as anybody in the world, but it's because the movies convinced them of that. And they really don't know what's going on. Beautiful. Well, I mean, I think that sums, sums things up nicely and a great way to, to wrap it up. 
um, on, a, on a more empowering note, which is good. Um, so, <laughs> Jason, mate, it's been awesome to, to chat. I've, I've actually really enjoyed this, and you've dropped a couple of little gems in there that um, I wasn't even aware of. So I know that my listeners and viewers are going to love this, um, and I think at some point down the track we'll have to reconvene and check in again and uh, see what else you're up to, if that sounds good. And also, feel free to drop your material, your content, into Truth the truth network truth.network which is what i run it's mine my, my yeah the, i saw that i was i was i was like oh that's great why haven't i heard of this i saw <laughs> it on the uh the uh the mastermind video that you were talking about it was great yeah man so drop your stuff in there we'd love to see it and um yeah i hope to do this again bro it's been great to connect well i'm happy you liked it and i hope uh i didn't offend anybody i tried to be on my best behavior i hope everybody took Take what works and leave the rest. Maybe that's how we'll leave it. <laughs> nice uh, hedging there. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. I'll leave you to it, man. Have a good night. Okay, Brandon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. If you're a conscious freedom seeker or out-of-the-box entrepreneur who's looking to experience more freedom and time to do what you love, then I want to share something with you that was a game changer for me personally. I'm a member of a community that shows you how to create high commission sales online while making a positive impact in the world. It's called the Freedom Era, and it's a place where you're not only learning the most important skill set of our time, it's full of conscious entrepreneurs and respected experts in this realm. It's a place to hang out, learn, grow, and be a part of a prosperity movement for intentional and self-sufficient people. It's actually where I found my way out of being perpetually broke and picked up the one offer that transformed my woeful financial situation. The Freedom Era community is a group of disruptors and rebels, people no longer willing to live under the rules of scarcity and fear, people willing to rally together to make their visions a reality. It's not just where you learn the skills, but also have the opportunity to expand into the highest version of you. And so I'd like to invite you to watch a free training by my friend and fellow truth speaker, Brooke, where she'll share the three pillars that helped her and I and many others free ourselves and our families and grow a successful business online with leverage and automation. The Freedom Era is your permission slip to finally create a thriving life. Watch the free training at brendandmurphy.com slash freedom. I've experienced censorship on no less than four different platforms so far, so if you'd like to help me get my work past the censors, please do subscribe and share it around for me. And also remember to join me on truth.network, which is the platform I created for our conscious community to connect and gather away from the censors after Facebook, Fedbook shut down our page in 2018. So head over there, create your free account at truth.network. It's T-R-O-O-T-H, and I'll see you inside. Take care.